use the word rich a lot and and it's not about money rich like to me um time freedom you know being energy rich I mean, those are things that I really hold dear to me, you know, um, and I feel like when I have those ideas in my head about wanting to live that kind of life where I'm rich with energy, rich with time, rich, you know, that's the kind of life I want that motivates me to go towards getting out of my comfortable. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Deborah Rezzo. Uh, Deborah started her first business in 1990 uh, and after owning and partnering in several successful small businesses, she realized that her path to financial freedom was through real estate investing. So um, Deborah, first I want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today, taking the time out of your day to talk to us. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's nice being here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to start just, you know, as I mentioned before we started recording, I just want to start with with your background. Tell us your story, kind of give us a little bit of um, detail to that, you know, starting of the first, well, you can start wherever you want, I guess, if you want to <laughs> go back even between that, but just, just tell us your story and, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for many years. You know, um, I started my first business. I've always been kind of that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and the truth of the matter is now when I look back on it, what I was really doing was um, creating my own job. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I, almost 14 years ago, maybe 14 years in October, um, I had something happened in my life that gave me an opportunity to start over. I was in a really bad car accident. And um, I think there are a lot of people like have changes in their life, you know, that happen. There are, they're kind of monumental, right? Like some people it's a divorce or the death of a loved one health, you know, mine was a car accident. I don't know. Some people might be going through something like that now, just post COVID, you know, yeah, sure. But mine was a car accident and it was a kind of freak accident. I was a passenger in an SUV and the tire blew and we went into the dirt and the car flipped and it, it flipped driver's side first. So I got the brunt of the impact and um, I was air back to a hospital where they stitched my head, wound back together and told me I had a broken neck. So it was crazy. And it was the beginning of like a year long healing journey for me. And at the time I had my own business, which like I said, right in the beginning, which was really, I had made myself a job, which I really found out about when I couldn't work. Right. Because my income depleted and, and I, you know, I had to take some time out to just concentrate on healing my body but, you know, you have that kind of time and you have like time to think and time to think about your life. And um, I didn't have a bad life. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the life I dreamt of. 
right? <laughs> like I would, I dreamt of, you know, traveling the world and taking my children with me and, you know, having time freedoms, right? Like I really, I dreamt of all that stuff. And um, my brother, who was gracious enough to come out and help care for me during that time, knew that I was, you know, questioning life a lot. And, um, and he had gone through a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff. And he said, you know, once you're able, once you're back on your feet, if you want to change your life, you know, I suggest, you know, attending something there, you know, because, yeah. you know, you have to change your mindset, right? And, um, and I had, I had got, I had the idea, like, how am I going to travel the world? How am I going to do this? I want passive income, right? Like, okay, right. here's a solution. Now, how do I get it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I literally started Googling passive income and there's a lot of stuff that comes up. Royalties comes up, but real estate comes up pretty consistently. Yeah. And I had read the little purple book, you know, rich dad, poor dad. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right. I need to get me some of that. And um, I was, once I was able, um, I did go to um, a, a Tony Robbins event um, because I realized I really needed to change what was inside my head before I could change what was outside, you know? And because um, I didn't know how to make a business where I wasn't the center and the work working donkey in it. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, so I, I went to a Tony Robbins event. I started drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I signed up for everything. And, um, and, you know, here it is years later and I actually work for him now. Um, I actually help people make their transitions at the events now. And, um, and it, it was a journey, but I, um, slowly I decided I wanted to try flipping and I, so I would flip and get some money and then what's the outcome? buy and hold cash flow, right? I reinvest that into uh, rentals and, um, and built, built a small portfolio of single families in Memphis, Tennessee. And then gradually my skills increased and I started developing in Los Angeles and buying multifamilies. And along the way, I missed my girls in the real estate industry. So I founded a, a, a networking organization called the Women's Real Estate Network for Women Real Estate Investors. And it's been a real journey and it's taken me way out of my comfort zone for what my life used to be, but it's been super worth it, you know, and um, the growth has been amazing, but I don't think I could have done it without changing myself personally to get to where I wanted to be professionally, you know, so it's been, uh, it's been quite an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like it. And it, I mean, it's, you touched on this, but like so many people have an event that sort of changes, you know, may, maybe the event doesn't change your mindset, but the event is like the, the spark. And, yes. you know, and then you're like, I, I got to change something about how things are going right now. And, you know, for you, it was that, that, sounds like a very scary car accident, you know, some, and you, you said, you know, divorce, a health issue, children, whatever the case may be something in, you know, loss of a job. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, maybe especially during COVID, you know, experienced um, job loss and then pivoted, right. And, and said, okay, I, you know, maybe, maybe the life I had was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't, as you said, your, your dream. So, you, you know, kind of changed that, 
that outlook. And, and so I think that, you know, I guess maybe some people are lucky enough to have those changes without having to have something tragic happen or some, some big yeah. event, but, but it seems to be often the case. It seems to be something happens that sort of just makes you realize, Hey, maybe this isn't exactly the way I, I, I want life to be at this moment. I feel like people get um, comfortable and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with comfortable, you know, but the fact of the matter is when you, when you're in comfortable, you're kind of staying status quo, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and sometimes it's a great place to hang for a while, as yeah. long as you're conscious of it, right, you know, um, but I think, you know, when you have an idea of how you want to live, like, you know, I, I use the word rich a lot and, and it's not about money rich, like to me, um, time freedom, you know, being energy rich. I mean, those are things that I really hold dear to me, you know? Um, and I feel like when I have those ideas in my head about wanting to live that kind of life where I'm rich with energy, rich with time, rich, you know, that's the kind of life I want that motivates me to go towards getting out of my comfortable, you yeah. know, and, um, and I think we all have it, you know, and we all have a resistance to it. I think our mind like tells us warning, warning, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're geared for survival, yeah. you know, sort of inherently more than, um, I guess, greatness, right? Like we're, we're, we're more geared to, what's what what keeps us the safest and certainly um you know tr trying to do uh great things or change your life or any of that taking those th those come with risks and so our our body and our mind are like no don't do that you're you're good right here stay right here don't do that but then yeah. maybe and maybe that's why maybe that's why our it takes an event right maybe it's like you if if you're comfortable and then you have a car accident well, guess what? I was comfortable and still something happened. And so it, it maybe that's the reason why that often is the uh, spark that changes people's ideas. I, I, I don't know. But um, you mentioned, you know, you were you were an entrepreneur, you had started a business and, and you sort of created a job for yourself. And I think that that's very common. Uh, I think a lot of us do that, it, you know, even whether you go into to business or, or real estate or whatever, I think a lot of times the first thing that happens is you're like, I have to do everything. Um, and so you do create a job for yourself. How, how did that, how did that sort of look for you? And then, and then what changes did you make? I know I'm sure, you know, being connected with Tony Robbins and, and, and that helped a lot, but like, what were some of those changes both in your mindset and actual tactical changes for people looking to to do the same. Yeah, well, it was it was pretty clear to me, and I I can actually name the turning point. So um, I was um, I was flipping in Los Angeles, you know, and making my income, and then and then doing uh, buying a small single family and making a little bit of cash flow. So I I did that several times, right? Yeah. And um, and I I. I was like, okay, this is my, this is my path. This is my path to financial freedom. And, and, and then I started calculating like how much money I was actually making with these rentals. And I was like, wow, I'm going to need a lot of these. 
yeah. <laughs> like wow okay you know and the fact of the matter is I was nearing like my debt to income ratio I was getting to that point where you know my, the mortgage lenders didn't want to were looking at me quite skeptically you know because mm-hmm. my debt to income ra- income ratio which is really like the plight of a self-employed person you know right. we we declare everything we can on taxes so we look poor to the government and then when you want a loan you can't get one right, right. right. so um so i was i was in that situation and i realized i'm like i'm going to have to do it some other way if i'm going to get to what i want which is that financial freedom number, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kiyosaki calls it out of the out of out of the rat race, right? Yep. Where my where my passive income is equal to or greater than my bills every month, right? And that's what I wanted. And um, it was when I really had to take a hard look at how I did business. And to be honest with you, I had a very lone wolf mentality. And it's that mentality that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have. You start out having to do everything, right? And then, you know, and then I remember I had a coach because I I totally believe in coaching. I I coach and mentor and I still have coaches and mentors, right? And I remember I had a coach saying, well, are you hiring the A A players? And I'm like, no, I can't afford an A player. (laughs) I'm a scrappy startup. You know, and and you realize like, oh, okay, you know, then you're putting people in place to help you, but, you know, maybe they're not the right people or don't have the full, you know, skill set that it is you need. And so you end up kind of cleaning up behind them or doing whatever it is you need to do as an entrepreneur to fill the gaps, you know? Um, And so I really realized I have a real lone wolf mentality and I had heard the saying you know, your network is your net worth and real estate is a team sport. There's all these slogans that go around. I just never really paid attention to them (laughs) (laughs) until that moment, until it got in the way of me being able to like see what I want not be fulfilled unless I partnered with people, unless I really moved in to you know, getting to know somebody and understanding what their needs were and what my needs are and do we align and how can we do this together to make both of us money, you know? So it was a real, um, it was a real learning curve for me, you know, to start to take on partners and start to understand the dynamics of partnership and who's making what decisions and all that kind of stuff. But it was also a real turning point for me financially, you know, and getting me farther to where I wanted to go. And it, it and honestly, it was because of that lone wolf mentality, which by the way, still raises its ugly head sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it well. No, oh, okay, there you go. I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I definitely know it well. And I think that it it's tricky because when you do start out in business or entrepreneur or real estate, any of that stuff, it, it you do feel like, you have to kind of do it all yourself because there, there isn't any money coming in. You know what I mean? It's, you're just not, it's not like you, you flip a switch and suddenly there's a bunch of money coming in. So your, your point about, you know, sort of your coach saying, you know, hiring a players and it's like, well, I wish I could kind of, you know what I mean? You almost have that sort of question, but, but it's, but it's true. Like people that are, I think people that are, 
truly very successful realize that those things are so important, you know, kind of quickly and and make those pivots and and use that those concepts to grow. One of my favorite books I've said on here before, but it's Who Not How, because because I have that same like lone wolf DIY mentality. It's like I, that book just was so eye-opening to me in 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 a lot of just simple ways like simple just some of the examples that are, are in the book you know with with respect to like grocery shopping and things like that that it's just like stuff that it, if you're really truly uh someone who has the ability to perform high dollar activities like going to the grocery store probably isn't the best use of your time or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other examples are in there, just like simple things like that. So I think making those shifts are tremendously helpful. And in, in your point about, you know, having a coach and being a coach, I feel like the best coaches have coaches. Like they, they, they believe in that concept, uh, for themselves and, and you know and then are able to then pass it on to their to the people they're coaching yeah and realize that coachability is huge you know it's a it's a you know like being a business owner like flexibility coachability you know it's all you know are huge assets to you when you are growing your business you know right. and I love that book by the way I've taken a lot I, I like you I thought the same thing like oh right isn't this a better use of my time to hire other things out and I think there's something that comes with um you know finding being the founder of a business where we all love our businesses because they're our babies right and yeah. <laughs> And we, and we treat them as such and like, well, how, how's this person going to handle my baby? Like, maybe they're not going to handle my baby. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like right. We, there's like, you know, we're, you know, we have, you know, we have to let go and let somebody care for our babies as, you know, and, 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 and provide feedback on, you know, how to best run that. And it's, that's, you know, that's hard to do when you're so emotionally attached to something that you're birthing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think our, our tendency is to think that we, we're going to do it better than anyone else. And there might be a few things <laughs> that in your, within your business that you would do better than anybody else, but certainly not everything. And so I think it's, it's also just getting that self-awareness to, to realize like, okay, this is really what I'm good at. This is what I should focus on. And sometimes as, as an entrepreneur or business owner, like what you really need to focus focus on is the vision and the ideas and then put your, your uh, uh, no, implementer? No, that's not the word I want. But the but something along those lines, the, per, the person that um, is gonna structure essentially it. make it go right yeah. like your coo to to you being the ceo i think is kind of the idea and finding that um integrator that's the word i'm integrator, looking for yes yeah. rocket 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 what is the name of the book <laughs> west book yeah rocket fuel yeah yeah but yeah so i mean the idea is just like find like figuring out what you are good at and maybe maybe you're the integrator and you need someone to to bring vision or whatever it is but like it's you you can't be the best at everything and sometimes there are going to be parts of it that you might be the best but if you can hire two people that are you know 
70% as good as you are, well, guess what? That's, that's still better than you alone and, and lets you focus on what you need to. So a lot of that, you know, kind of, uh, mindset shift that that goes from being a solopreneur to a, a true business owner and someone that that can actually grow and scale um is those those are challenging steps to take but so valuable in terms of like where you want to because you said i mean that was the whole point right you you realized you weren't you were living a good life but not your dream and you could if you don't make some of these shifts that's kind of where you're probably going to stay even though you might try to get get towards the dream yeah and i and i think it's just like any habit we have you know when you change the habits you know when you're under stress or scared you go back to that old habit <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> yeah. and it's just like that you know like it takes you a while to you know figure out okay no the new habit is going to you know is what we need to implement in this it's what we're you know going to work and and sometimes that's just through advice of those that have gone there before me that I'm like super trusting like I'm mm -hmm. like okay you hired this person to do this and now you're not letting them do this and they're you know you're becoming uncoachable and you know okay what if I just did it you know and saw where it was going to go and showed me something different and new and a new way to operate my business right so it's it's such a combination of um, skill set and mindset, you know, yeah. But much more mindset than skill set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can hire skills. That's yeah, a, you can hire skills. Yeah, you absolutely. Can hire skill. You can't necessarily hire mind mindset. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were you were flipping. You were you were buying single family, and then you sort of realized that's probably not the most scalable thing. So where did you go from there uh, in in terms of your your real estate business? Yeah. So I realized that I actually bought a duplex, right? And that like, oh, one roof, two tenants. When one moves out, I still have rent going, you know, like it, yeah. it was like, oh, light bulb moment. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I need to do more of this or, you know, scale up. And um, at the time, I actually knew a uh, apartment complex operator and um, he was looking for money in a limited partnership type of way. Mm -hmm. And so I actually invested with him to kind of really observe the business model and how that worked as well as, mm -hmm. you know, while I was getting education on, you know, the, how to underwrite things and all that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, I was still flipping and that skill set was growing. So I was raising more money because I started developing. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm becoming a developer and I'm having to raise money for these projects here in Los Angeles. And, and so they were kind of, you know, the, the education was kind of going hand in hand in a sense, because I knew I would have to raise money to get, um, to get an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. So, and then um, I met somebody else who had more apartment complex experience than I did. Key, key. Yeah. Anybody out there talking about doing anything associate with somebody who has more experience than you do yeah. doing whatever it is you want to do right yeah. I, I met somebody like that who uh, wanted to take me on as a general partner in her next project so we ended up buying three apartment complexes together and there I was I'm a GM in those I'm a, I'm a general, GP GP and general partner in those um in those projects and so those are scalable and much larger you know um but it was just a 
pro progression for me. You know, I, I think I, I know people who, you know, like go directly into big apartment complexes, you know, and I'm like, okay, that would have terrified me, but that's, that's who me, that's who I am. You know, yeah. I needed baby yeah. steps. I needed to have, you know, to see how it was all going to work out before I actually ventured into it myself, you know? And, um, you know, I think there's a lot to mitigating the risk in your head when you're going forward with anything really, you know, and, um, you have to figure out what those, what's going to do that for you, you know, like, okay, I'm scared about doing this. What would do that? Is it education? Is it team? Is it a combination of both? What, you know, what is it that's going to make me feel a little more secure? Like, I want to be out of my comfort zone, but I don't want to be hanging out, you know, with like that cat at the end of a knot, right? right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be terrified every minute of every day. There, there's some, right. yeah, something to be said for uh, just being outside the comfort zone, but still having, uh, you know, what the the, uh, the bumpers in the gutters, right? Like when you go, right. like, yeah. little bit of little bit of a of a safety net somewhere. Right, I, I like and huge proponent of having multiple exits in any project I get into, you know, and I think that's really important for any entrepreneur or any real estate, uh, especially real estate investing per, you know, person, you know, it's really important to have a plan B or a plan C if you need it, <laughs> yeah. you know, so. So yeah. true. Uh, these apartment complexes in, in Los Angeles or outside? No, um, I have one in Houston and um, two in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's. And then it... I started, believe it or not, I started investing in Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> so talk have... about that a little bit. I I, I, I think it's, um, I don't know. I feel like something that maybe people get nervous about investing outside the country, I guess, but it's. Uh, right. It's a territory, but, so it's yeah. I was gonna say right it's, there's the country, right? Yeah. Any differences there? Any anything? Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, um, I had founded the Women's Real Estate Network, and there was a woman in my network that I'd known for years. And during COVID, she had a, quite a portfolio of short-term rentals here in Los Angeles, really nice ones, like out in Malibu. She had, you know, like really nice ones. Yeah. And she got completely shut down during COVID and she had just gone through some, you know, a split with her long-term husband and, you know, some things. And she was like, I don't have to be in LA anymore. And she ended up kind of dropping the mic and going to Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico has some really incredible tax incentives there. Um, you can actually bring all your capital gains in and not have to pay the government as long as you're a full-time resident there. And then they also have other, um, tax incentives to people to invest there. Um, they have uh, some, you know, tax incentives for people to bring to um, help stimulate their economy through um, vacation rentals and you know, bed and breakfasts and that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, of course, any friend of mine that like leaves the country or leaves goes to an exotic tropical place, I raise my hand and say, can I come visit? <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. And friend I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I raised my hand and I went and visited. And of course, because we're both, you know, real estate entrepreneurs, we ended up 
you know, driving around properties. And I ended up finding out more and more about the tax incentives that were there. And, um, and then we ended up um, joining together our, she has a, um, a real estate club on the island called Ria Rico, and I have the Ren Network. And so we ended up joining together and bringing people in to educate them about, you know, investing there. I, I'm huge on education and, um, and, you know, that's one of the things that I rely on when I'm um, skeptical about something or have a lot of, I think there's high risk in something. And I, I thought that, and, and so I really dove into educating there finding out, you know, what it's like doing business there and finding out about the tax incentives and doing a deeper dive on that. And of course, meeting a lot of people while I was there. So I went a couple of times and then a, um, a property came up that was a good deal. And so we bought it and it's just a small um, three level multifamily and we're turning it into a bed and breakfast. In fact, we just opened last month and yeah, thank you. It's like 16 uh, bedrooms. And, um, and so we're just, you know, we're just now getting it up and operating. And, um, and it's been a really fun project. Um, and, um, and there's been a lot of learning involved. I think that, um, you know, if you want to be an, a real estate entrepreneur, you got to be used to um dealing with a lot of issues like I jokingly say that I my phone doesn't ring unless there's a problem <laughs> that's all there's to it yeah. nobody ever calls me and says oh everything's going really well right. <laughs> just calling with good news right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the status quo yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very, true. That very call. true I get the calls where it's like oh you wouldn't believe what happened you know like and you know I but I'm used to that now I'm, I'm adjusted to that and I'm like all right so you know I think that is going to come up in any project and it, it did come up in Puerto Rico as well but luckily we had the teams and the support to mitigate it you know and um so you know it's it's just a, pro a process it's part of the process when you own real estate and um and i'm i'm used to it now i think it might might it, it maybe it's a shock through my systems before and sometimes it'll send a shock through my system <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the, it does feel like you just in a way you get kind of used to it like you get used to being a problem solver like that's that's what you know business and in, in real estate as a business is it's it's ultimately you're solving problems, whether that's, you know, with construction or occupancy or tenant issues or location, what, you know, any number of different problems where you're, and so, but yes, some of the problems are bigger than others, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it's all essentially a, a set of problems to be solved. And, and so that's, that's what makes some days challenging, but also make what makes it fun, right? It's like being able to come up with those solutions and, and be, uh creative and and just you know find ways to make things work yeah there is no cookie cutter like you can think that you have a good plan and hopefully you do but you know the plan's gonna go sideways somewhere yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah every, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth right that's the right. Uh, mike tyson Absolutely. mike tyson quote nobody planned for that yeah, exactly exactly so it's uh yeah, that's very interesting. And I think one thing I've noticed, you know, with the way that um, things are with the economy right now, a lot of people are 
expanding their horizon, I guess, if you will, you know, kind of looking, whether it's investing in Puerto Rico, looking at other asset classes, I think a lot of people are just trying to, again, solve another problem. What's the, you know, what's the way to make things work now that the market has shifted? And so it it just seems to be that it's just a sort of a constant cycle of what's, what's the next uh, solution you need to come up with. It's definitely not a boring business. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, well, Deborah, I want to, I want to shift gears here and ask you the questions that I ask every guest. And so the first one is related to the name of the show being know your why. Um, and so I like to ask everybody, you know, what is your why? What, what, what's, uh, driving you forward? You're obviously, um, getting more and more successful. What keeps you going? Yeah. You know, um, at first, because you guys heard my story about my accident, you know, and, and my why at that time, I think was about um, realizing life was short. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to live your best life, you got to live it now. Like, yeah. there was a lot of immediacy to that after I, you know, um, was healed and was starting to venture forth in my new life, which was completely uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, but yeah. actually, you know, going towards what I want. And now uh, I've, I've had, I've had some success. I've, you know, I've, I've done some things and, um, and now my why has shifted a little bit. It's a lot more about giving back, you know, um, when I look back at, you know, some of the moments that I treasure in my, in my business and work career is when I empowered others to go forward in their lives. And I think that me working with Tony for so long and seeing how he does it and learning the skills that he does and to apply those to uh, real estate investors and help them in their journey has been just a really beautiful thing for me. So yeah. um, there's a sense of giving back and a sense of community that I am really enjoying at this point that I'm like, ah, this is, this is really cool. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my why currently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, I think that's a theme I've noticed within myself and my guests. The the why is is sort of uh, almost constantly evolving. You know, we have different different life stages, I guess. Whatever, um, you might have different focuses. Um, tell us something about yourself that uh, isn't common knowledge: special skill, a hobby, uh, anything that you're comfortable sharing to let the listeners know you better. Um, okay, I like to sing. <laughs> and I belong, I belong to a singing group here in Burbank. That's awesome. We you say that so absolutely, like... I don't know. It's, you know, like, I don't know. It's my little closet secret. Um, uh, we're absolutely not professionals. Like, but that's what I love about the group. Like, it's, it's people who just like to sing, you know, we're not, none of us are professionals. We just enjoy singing. We sing together. We sing, you know, separately. We we get the opportunity to explore that. And I, I love the creativity of that. And I, yeah. and I enjoy singing, you know, and so, yeah. Okay. That's something. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. What kind of music? Um, I really like stuff that's like more blues oriented or, you know, um, yeah stuff like that or old blue like body rate kind of things and okay. things like that I like singing I, I mean I'm also a, a, large, a huge music fan so that's that's oh, very cool to me yeah yeah, yeah I am too and so is this uh, group we we actually end up going to concerts and things together so it's it's fun yeah fantastic fantastic I love it um when people hear this and they want to reach out to you what's what's the best way to connect 
Oh, sure. Um, you can go to DebraRazzo.com and it's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-R-A-Z-O.com. And if you're a woman wanting to connect with other women investors, you can go, um, it's reninspires.com, W-R-E-N inspires.com. And we'll put those in the show notes too, so people can cool. find them easily. Final question for you. What is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is uh, trying to get started in real estate? Uh, they they hear your story, they're inspired. Hopefully they don't have to go through a car accident to get there, but uh, ultimately, you know, kind of want to want to change their life uh, for the better. What would you tell them? Yeah, um, education, you know, definitely, you know, education and then get out with investors. I think that, you know, COVID put a damper on real estate club meetings, but now real estate club meetings are opening back up and you can find a lot online too, mm -hmm. but it's really important to be around people who are actually doing the business, right? Actually purchasing and actually getting the cash flow. And actually, I think it, I think it meant a lot to me when I was new to this business, because I was like, is that really possible? Are they really doing that? <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, there was, you know, proof, there was, you know, validation that this idea that you have is totally possible. And I think that's really important. So yeah, education and networking, really, those are the two key things. Yeah, totally agree. I, I think it's interesting, because I think, you know, probably a lot of people have a, um, like a picture or idea of what, you know, real estate investing is, and that it's some like, really exclusive club that you have to have you know the secret password to get into and and the reality is is you don't and and like it's a very supportive community and and people love to share their knowledge and and their experiences and help other people you know kind of to um succeed so it's it's it shouldn't be something that people uh, would should be afraid of if, if they're interested absolutely and i think that um you know, one of the things that I see with newcomers into the industry is that there are so many ways to be yeah. a real estate investor. There's so many different avenues that you can't, if that you can take. And, you know, if I had a third piece of advice, it would be, you know, pick one, try it. If you like it, do it again. You know, if you don't like it, move on to something else, but right. pick something and move forward. You know, that's, I think that's a, a really important thing that, you can get overwhelmed and get into analysis paralysis and, and then never do some anything, you know, it's, it's really important to do something and see if you like it, you know? Yeah. hundred percent agree. Take action in some, you can always pivot, right? So take, yes. take action and, you know, it doesn't have to be the perfect, perfect first step. It just needs to be a step. So I, I love that. Um, Deborah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and sharing your story and your experiences. Um, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. I really appreciated getting to know you. It was really wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And folks listening, uh, I know you're going to love this. Um, please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests like Deborah. Um, and thank you all for listening. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people 
and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.